everybody. Uh, welcome to Pam Tassi's Comedy Clubhouse. It is Friday night. It's 8 o'clock. We're going to get started in just a few minutes. Please enjoy the dulcet tones of Floating Goat. And uh, we'll be back with really funny comedians here on Pam Tassi's Comedy Clubhouse. MutinyRadio.fm. Friday night. Here we all are for comedy. How very exciting. I'm excited. Who's boy, your boyfriend? Are you a boyfriend? Why, who, how did you get here? We, I mean, I love Seattle. it. You're from Seattle. Oh my gosh. Oh, that's so exciting. Welcome. Well, it is a personal comedy show for you. We just, we had an, we had an open mic earlier and there was like an audience for it. And I'm like, why? Where? You guys are further. You're here at the wrong time. These are the featured hilarious comics tonight. I'm actually featuring today my armpit hair. I'm, I'm really, I, I have a kitten in a headlock over here. I love it. I'm actually, I'm going to Greece soon and I'm wondering if I should shave my armpits or if I should just let them be. I will probably actually be accepted more. For, the only place I've ever felt accepted with the armpit hair is Portland, Oregon. It's the only place I've ever felt completely unabashedly and except for today uh are you taking a picture of me should i my beautiful you know please please don't I've, i'm a mess today i drank heavily last night here's the thing about having fun with people and um being up late and drinking and stuff 
I don't remember. I mean, I remember having fun, but I really don't remember much. And I'm like, fuck, man. Like when you wake up and you're like, I must have really had fun last night. But then you don't remember the fun. And then it's like, what am I? If I could just have one less racer five. You know, they put it in the name. I always want five. You know, it's that fifth racer five that always kills me. Alcoholism, yay. Um, Anybody else uh, change their life for alcohol? No, just me. Cool. Yay. Oh, see, you did. Here's the thing. I went in the opposite direction, though. I was married, and I, my husband wanted me to have kids and all this stuff, and I was like, I don't want to have kids. I want to drink. Yay. I'm a responsible, I'm a responsible drunk because I choose not to drive and not to have children. Yay. Thanks, America. No, I'm really, it's a scary, it's, it's a scary thing, actually this whole abortion thing that's happening and making it super illegal. I'm a 44-year-old woman of childbearing age and I love drinking. I and I don't I only love children for money. But I love like I, per, I I take care of children as well for money. I touch baby dicks for money. That's you No, I mean it's when 18 months old, yeah. you know, they've got to you got to clean their little baby peepees. I'm sorry. It gets gross down there. No one's circumcising anymore. Anyways, I which is no problem. I say circumcision his choice, his decision. I don't know why we're chopping off the tips of baby's dicks and offering them up to God. Like I get it if it's a religious thing and you're like, "Hey, we did this thing a long time ago and it means something." It's but like why American women just decided to chop off the top of their baby's dicks laziness it's not that hard to get in there and if you put an 18 month old baby in like this much water he'll play with his dick anyways like it's just truth it's just the way it is I don't know what God's doing with those circumcision things either he's putting them on his uh, fingers like little olives you know I'm just taking them off using them calamari on a salad something like that skin box Thanks, God. But I shouldn't be, I shouldn't have a baby. I don't want to have a baby. And if we don't keep abortion legal, oh my God, what if I had to have a baby? I mean, I would have to get some new tools to drill some holes in my boyfriend's trunk uh, so the baby can breathe while we're hanging out at the bar. You see, you put the baby, I am the nanny. I, I, can't, I can't afford the babysitter. The trunk is so safe. Uh, it's... That's true. Well, and the thing is, it, it, when it's going to be like five or something, it's still going to have to wear one of those backpacks with the leash because it wants to run into traffic. It's like, my mommy doesn't love me. <laughs> she didn't want me to be here. And, and then it turns eight, and it's uh, I'm going to this you know parent-teacher conference. It's first grade for the third time or something. And the teacher said, um, your child said that you love alcohol more than it. And I said, this is a sippy cup filled with vodka, you dumb bitch. I didn't want the kid. It turns 12, starts doing ketamine. I'm like, who is your dealer? I can finally, come with me to Burning Man. I can, we can get to know each other. It's going to be really fun. It turns 15, it teaches me the cutest thing. You know, if you've been doing cocaine for 24 hours, you don't eat your boogers, you smoke them. From the mouths of babes, genius. And then when it's 17, it finally dies of this like um, speedball thing, like heroin and cocaine straight into the vein, 17 years. You know? It's a 17-year late-term abortion. <laughs> that is the latest late-term abortion I could ever have. <laughs> it was your choice, America, to put it through rehab four times, not my choice. America.
I feel I feel in these scary political times that I have to tell abortion jokes. I feel like I'd be remiss if I was not political. I feel like it, in these super super rapey times, it's important to talk about uh, women being people. <laughs> We're people too. Uh, I I mean I have to call myself a feminist, right? It's uh, the only word spelled without the word men in it. Spelled with an I. I am a feminist. Uh, just like uh, menstruation. It's the one thing you can literally never do. You put your name on it. <laughs> and you think it's gross. Menstruate. Yeah. Hymen. You have sex for the first time? Hi, men. Hi. I can have sex with you now. Hi, men. Right? It's all over our language. Menopause. Like that one I get when I'm 55. Men are going to pause on me. They're going to be like, whoa, how old are you? Girl. Girl, you've been living a long time to look 22. That's what a nice gentleman told me yesterday. I have I was solicited for sex in a bar by a 75-year-old African-American gentleman. I was kind of flattered. I was like, me? You think you this, this is what you think? That this is this is owning my own labor. I just I can't I, labor women go into labor but they never get paid for it I mean come on language is so political hey come on in it's a comedy show cool he's training he's training too they're training back there that's why that's all happening that's I, so I, catcalling, I mean, that's the thing a guy said to me, he said, girl, you've been living a long time to look 22. And I was like, that's not really catcalling, that's just a nice compliment that I, I liked. And I, you know, someone said, you got a nice fit on today. And I was like, oh, man, it's a nice fit. And I'm wearing an outfit, and I was a little double entendre, I like it. Uh, and then it so easily just goes into catcalling. I was wearing a skirt and someone said, oh, hey, I like that skirt. Can I get under there and get a sniff? Oh, that's not a compliment. That's catcalling. That's that's a little bit different. Also, like, why do you want to smell my boyfriend's cum? That's kind of gross. It's like, can't get out of here, you weird old man. Like, what are you, what are you doing down there? Cool. Well, I'll let them finish. I'll keep it, and then we'll be we'll be quiet for all our other sets so that we can here it's it's fun ooh it's um ooh that was weird did i just did i just like i just like totally hallucinated last night was a real rough rough one for me i'm sorry i'm like i just like had one of those moments where i like warped in and out of time like like whoa did i did i take some dmt whoa it's like auditor whoa, whoa, whoa anybody ever taken dmt Everybody, everyone afraid to admit it on air? It's okay, the cops aren't coming. The cops never come here. Don't call the cops. It's terrible, don't take it. Don't ever take DMT. It's unless you want to talk to the aliens. You want to talk to the aliens? You could, you could. It just rips a hole in reality and you walk through and you're like, where am I now? <laughs> and then the aliens are like, get on my ship. And I'm like, no, I don't believe in you. But that's, that's just, yeah, mine. There, woo. Alyssa, do you shave your armpit hair? Oh, great. But yours is light. Yours is like a pretty strawberry blonde color. Like you could even dye yours. 
You could dye yours like a fun color. See, the thing is, I'd like to dye mine like purple or something, but then I'd have to bleach it and then I'd have to dye it. And that defeats the whole purpose of not shaving because the point is that I'm lazy. I'm not even really a feminist. I'm just lazy and razors are expensive. And also, like, why do we have to support the razor industry? They just, like, there aren't enough. Like, why do we for? I love that men aren't shaving anymore and they're like, fuck shaving. I mean, it's all just a construct so that, because it used to be like, if you didn't have a beard, you weren't like a real man. And then it was like, well, you're not rich unless you shave. And then it was like, and then they were like, we're not making enough money. Women, you have to shave too. Remember, I, hey, hearken back to 1904 when we couldn't flash a hairy ankle, you know, without being a disgusting slut. And now if you don't shave from your big toe to your twat, like a four-year-old girl, you're a disgusting slut. No one wants to sleep with the other. Like, gross. But I Hey, I draw, whenever I go to the sweet spot, I always drop trout because I have so much pubic hair. Uh, it looks like I'm wearing a hair skirt. You can't actually see anything. It's really, I thought a spider walked across my pussy the other day. Nope, just hair. It's just a lot of hair. It's starting to gray. It's gross. All right. Well, there. That was fun. Uh, hey, we've got one real audience member and two guys training, and they've never been here. And we've got Jonathan. He's not a comedian. So we've got actual people to laugh at jokes. Um, so you have to go first, right? Because you have that. All righty. She's not wearing a bra. I haven't seen her in a while. She's a lovely, lovely lady. She's hilarious. Put your hands together for Alyssa Westerlund. I don't wear bras unless I'm going to go see my... Actually, I didn't even wear one for my grandma. Uh, that's a lie. Um, yeah, I don't shoot my armpits. It's very cute. Uh, uh, it's basically just because I'm a ginger, and my whole life, guys have been asking me if they can see my bush, you know? <laughs> so I call this the preview. <laughs> I also call it my rape deodorant. Um, I'm not actually sure if it works, uh, but I do know I haven't been raped since I stopped shaving. It's kind of it's cool. So I uh, fucking hate vegans who drive cars. Okay, just hate them. Like, okay, so you can run the animals over, but you won't fucking eat them afterwards? Like, what's your fucking problem, people? Who else do I hate? Uh, I hate Asians who call themselves a minority, because obviously you're not that good at math, right? Like, there's fucking a billion of you! Anyway, I'm the only true minority here. Okay, redheads were like 1% of the population. Maybe I have no special rights, okay? Nobody cares about me. They discriminate all the time. I get searched on airplanes. It's really awful. Um, no, and then these guys with the questions, you know, about my, my, about my bush, you know, they, they keep asking, you know, it's like I'm an adult woman and they still ask me, does the carpet match the drapes? It's like, okay, buddy, uh, here's the problem. Like, I don't call it a carpet. Because no one should be walking on your pussy. <laughs> if people are walking on your pussy, you have a serious problem. Mainly that your pussy is the size of a lawn. People are just walking on it. Pretty soon there's going to be little garden gnomes and dog shitting. It's going to get crazy. Um, no, so I was thinking, I'm seeing this guy and he really wants kids. Like he wants kids so bad I can't even mention babies without him getting a heart on. Yeah, I know, it's gross. It's like, I don't want fucking kids. I don't want fucking kids. I, maybe it's my mom's fault, you know, like, because my parents, they, like, told me my whole life, they're like, Alyssa, never get married, never have children. I'm like, okay, fine. So you hate each other and you hate me. That's great. Um, thank you. But, you know, and my dad would say, uh, he would tag on there, you know, like, and, uh, and all men cheat, so you should too. Um, 
So I've never been faithful. Um, I have three monogamous boyfriends right now. I mean, three boyfriends who think I'm monogamous right now. Um, one, of my, one of my boyfriends doesn't want me to sleep with my other boyfriend anymore. Uh, I don't know how he found out. Um, it's not going to happen. See, who else do I hate? I was really mad about a bunch of stuff. I do hate men. I hate men, uh, mainly because they talk. Everything they fucking say is stupid. I had this guy tell me the other day, he was like texting, you know, he's like, I'm a photographer. And then he sent me an out of focus dick pic. I'm like, okay, let's see. Um, I hate them. Oh yeah, hate that. Oh, oh, I want to talk about this. This is fucking crazy. So the, like my, I'm the daughter of a pot grower and uh, back in the day it used to be drugs. So I've been a drug dealer since I was like 16 uh, and it was drug dealing. Now everybody's like, it's not drugs, it's fine. Yes, but then it was drugs. Then I was a drug dealer. Then the people I hung out with were drug dealers and they all had guns and it was very scary. Uh, I mean, I was driving around with 10 to 20 pounds of marijuana in my car uh, as a small white woman, you know, um, never got ripped off because I started dating a murderer. Oh my God. I was like, how am I going to do this? I need to find a bodyguard. So I went to this sushi restaurant and there was this hot Korean guy back there and he had a ponytail and he was really good with knives. And I was like, you come with me. And he was totally down and uh, it was great. So like, I thought he looked dangerous. I didn't think he actually was dangerous. Uh, turns out he was a hitman, and um, apparently he worked for the Mexican Mafia. Um, and now he's in San, in San Quentin for life, for murder, um, because he killed my pussy and some guy named Kenny. Um, and uh, no, so you know it's weird when you tell people that you were engaged to a murderer because then they're like, oh my God, you're guilty by association. You're a party to murder. But he had sex with me after he killed people. So I'm an after party to murder. <laughs> and you know, it was crazy. Like being with a murderer is super fun, okay? I gotta tell you, it's really exciting. There's a lot of money, there's a lot of drugs. We traveled a lot, you know, I basically was like Marcella Wallace, you know, people got their toes chopped off if they didn't pay me. It was amazing. It was really amazing. I loved it, uh, but it was, you know, he was abusive, right? He's a murderer, of course he hit me. That's like, it's a trade-off, right? You gotta like, what, what are you doing here? What are you doing? And uh, you know, it was fine, but I finally got away from that guy and you know, now I'm with this really nice guy, you know, and he works in tech and he's so sweet. And it's like a different kind of abusive relationship. Because you know, he's just so boring, sometimes it hurts. <laughs> I really want you to kill someone, honey. Um, I don't know why, I just need you to do it. Um, I can't keep fucking you until uh, you do something dangerous. Um, I feel like I can't come unless it's life-threatening, you know? Um, but no, the, the dating of the mur so my dad was a big pot grower and that's how this all started. And the day my dad uh, got busted by the feds, um, five properties were raided at the same time. It was about 600 pounds or more. I don't know. It was a lot. And uh, they just chopped all the plants down and then threw them in a, in a big ditch somewhere. And then people in the neighborhood went to where they were burying the weed and just like redug it up. <laughs> and, like, pretty fucking funny. Uh, anyway, so that day, like everyone's freaking out. I'm not at home. I was actually learning how to give a hand job. Um, 
Well, my dad was getting busted, and uh, so I'm on top of this guy, Maddie. Maddie's really hot, and I was like, Maddie, I don't know how, and this is so weird, and uh, can't I just suck it? And um, he's like, no, it's so easy. Just pretend like it's your dick. So I like, sat on him, like facing him, pulled his dick up, and just start like doing this, and I'm like, is this what you wanted? Like, I don't get it. You know, this, he's like, yeah, it feels great. It feels great. Keep going. And then my phone just starts fucking blowing up, and I'm like, this is not the time. I'm learning something. Educate is important why are these people calling I need to turn my phone on silent right so I'm like doing this and then finally his phone starts blowing up and he's like uh yeah this hand job's okay let me answer my phone and he answers the phone and it's like are you with Alyssa and they're like you know he's like yeah I'm right she's she's jacking me off right now and um <laughs> and they're like well you need to tell her to 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 like go home or call somebody because her dad's getting raided by the feds right now and uh luckily for my dad he was in a foreign country, traveling, having a blast, great time. My brother was the one who got hogtied and thrown on the ground, and they tied him to a chair and his girlfriend, who had nothing to do with it, and uh, they wouldn't let him pee. It was really awful. Anyway, um, so that's how I ended up with a murderer, okay? This is what happens when your dad grows too much marijuana. You end up with murderers, and now I can't date normal men, and um, it's really sad, because the Bay Area has no fun guys, like, just... It's nothing. has nothing to offer me. Um, I do have a sugar daddy now, which is cool, and um, I've had him for about three years, so it's, you know, it's pretty consistent employment as far as I can tell. Uh, I don't think he's going to get rid of me anytime soon, um, but he was ghosting me for a while. Like, I don't care. The checks are rolling in, you know, like, I don't really give a shit, but he was, like, not responsive, and I was like, God damn it, what's going on? And then finally, I get this message from him, and he's like, also, I'm so sorry. I've been, you know, so distant and stuff. It's just I just found out that I have congestive heart failure. I'm like, whoa. Oh my God, that's heavy. Like, are you going to die? Like, are you okay? Like, what does this mean for you and your life? Oh my God, I'm so worried. You're like, really, what does this mean for you? Um, but more importantly, what does this mean for me? Yeah. I'm like, I'm a free freelancer, you guys. I, I don't have a 401k. Um, I don't even think I'm in the will yet. You know, like, if this guy drops dead, I'm out of a job. And uh, I'm not a very religious person, but if any of you are, could really use your prayers right now. Like, I'm just freaking out. Okay, what else am I mad about today? Uh, I haven't eaten in a couple days. Had some massively, really just, I think I'm lactose intolerant. Cheese, guys, I ate too much cheese, and I haven't eaten since. It was a really great night, uh, but I regret every minute of it. Um, oh, I've got a room, uh, so I'm finally roommate free. Do you guys have roommates? I have a two-bedroom apartment. I've been renting out the other room for years, and then finally, I've just I've had enough. Okay, my last roommate, okay, he was uh, this very large man, tech guy, did a lot of cocaine and whippets. Um, he was like, I only do this on the weekend, but then his mom died when he moved into my house, and then it was like every fucking day, just like cocaine and whippets. It was insane. The sounds from the room were just like, that's all I ever heard. And then one night he does so much cocaine that he just sneezes blood all over my fucking bathroom. Doesn't clean it up. I have to clean it up. I had friends coming over. And then the next fucking day, there's shit on the outside of the toilet. Right? So I'm like, okay, first blood, now shit. I'm going to fucking kill you. And then he has the nerve. He comes up to me. He's like, hey, Alyssa. It was like almost like he was being ironic or something. He was like, when should I clean the bathroom? Oh my god, when should you clean the bathroom? Oh, good question. Uh, maybe right after you shit all over the outside of my toilet! What the fuck? Your blood and shit is everywhere! 
Maybe that's when you should clean the fucking bathroom! He was like, geez, Alyssa, like, you, you didn't have to say it like that. And, you know, it's just that my mom, you know, she's dead and she, she used to take care of everything for me. And I'm like, well, I wish I had killed her, okay? I wish I had been the fucking one. What kind of mother takes care of everything? Like, learn how to, oh, my God. So now I just want to fucking kill his mom, right? And then he, you know, he's looking at me and I'm like, dude, do I even look like a mother to you? Do I look like a mother? Is that what I look like to you? Look at me. Do I look like a mother to you? Okay, I've had four fucking abortions. You would have been number five. I usually keep the little picture that they make you look at, you know, just like for, I have all of them, all four. They're beautiful. Sometimes I kiss them goodnight, but I, I wouldn't even fucking keep the fucking sonogram, okay? I'd burn that shit in some kind of pagan ritual fire. <laughs> fucking hate you. I fucking hate living with people, so I'm finally living alone, and I gotta say, shitting with the door open is so fun. It's just so fucking good. It's so good. I don't think I'm ever gonna live with anybody again. Uh, see, what else did I want to end it on? I already told you I hate vegans. Oh, okay. Here's a real controversial one for you before I leave. I don't hate trans people. I just don't understand them, okay? And here's why. Because if you think having a vagina is going to make your life better, you don't know what a vagina is. Okay, there's blood coming out of me right now. I got a gaping wound between my legs and people are trying to shove shit in it. <laughs> fucking sometimes there's cottage cheese that comes out of my fucking pussy. Like I thought there was a whole factory. I've had dead fish up there before. I couldn't get them out. Okay, I, I hear whole people come out of vaginas. Whole people. Anyway, you can have one if you want. Uh, have a good night. Ranting for feminism. Alyssa Westerlin, yay! Yay. I always think it's funny when they call, as a, a denigrating term, like pussy or whatever, because pussies are very strong, but also cats. Pussy cats are the strongest ever. Did you know that when baby kittens are born, they're born with teeth? Yeah. So think of a mother cat with eight nipples and a kitty on each nipple. What are kitty nipples made out of? Like Kevlar? Like can we make spacesuits out of kitty nipples? They have teeth, they're born with teeth. Tiny, tiny teeth. I love kitten teeth, tiny. Okay, Alyssa Westerland, she's gone. Um, do you guys wanna like make eyes at each other to see who goes next? Do you wanna like, usually I have people like mad dog each other like and see who like blinks first or something. You guys wanna, she wants to do it. Put your hands together everybody. Kahula Finman. Want to, it's Friday night, I don't wanna do anything. You know, so do all these people here. They don't want to do anything either. They're like, I'm fucking moving. Who has a real job in here? Okay. We got some thumbs, twinkles. I don't know. Give it up for real job. If you don't, fuck you and you don't understand my pain right now. I quit coffee. Um, I was drinking it for 11 years and I quit it. And um, three weeks ago, give it up for me. I haven't had a productive day in three weeks. I take four hour naps. Like it's not living. So I, I'm, um, I don't know if this is gonna go away, but that's, that's all the vibe that I'm bringing tonight. It's Friday and I'm on no coffee for three weeks. Um, and you look at me and you're just like, wow, that lady, mm, she looks like she takes issue with everything all the time. I'm a, gonna be careful around her. Like I just like moved to a new city and just find the radio and tune into like the low end of the FM radio. 
searching for my NPR. And I'm just like, all right, which man am I mad at today? And it's always, it's all of them. It's all of them. Uh, and then people like, always think I'm a dude from the back, so I don't know. I have to reconcile that somehow. Um, <laughs> I'm from uh, Detroit. That's where I moved from. Um, if you haven't been there, anyone been to Detroit? You have? Cool. You like it? How long ago were you in Detroit? 20 years ago. Hell yeah. Back when carjackings were off the chain and... Um, yeah, it was, it was a different time back then. Detroit. Detroit's a lot like Oakland, if you haven't been. It's a similar industrial city, post-industrial city. Um, except it's like, it's like Oakland if you put Oakland in a freezer and everybody left. There are no people in Detroit. <laughs> it is 127 square miles. San Francisco's eight. I'm just going to go on an old man tangent right now about my home, because I'm going back in three weeks, I'm having anxiety. Um, <laughs> It's such a cool, weird um, place like um, to grow up and live um, because two million people used to live there. Now there's less than 200,000. So it's just like big, empty lots. Just like people come just to take pictures. It's called ruin porn. They just come to take pictures of the crumbling infrastructure. Like that's the tourism. At least it was. But we've been going through a little bit of re a rebranding now. Um, we have a new slogan issued by our new white mayor, Mayor Duggan. It's uh, say nice things about Detroit. Like the subtext there is like, I know it's hard, <laughs> but say nice things about us. I feel like Detroit's like a fifth grader that's not doing well, like a struggling fifth grader that gets picked on a lot. And the teacher's like, say nice things about Mary Beth. And like the nicest thing you could say is like, oh, you'll develop, you'll have art in your future. <laughs> and I feel like, I feel like <laughs> that's Detroit, you know? But like saying nice things about Detroit is kind of also alluding to the fact that like you can come to our city now and you can get that slogan on a tote bag. Like we have gift shops, you know? White people have moved in and they don't want you to say mean things about it, you know? They're like, come to Whole Foods. We have goats on those empty lots, okay? Like come to Detroit, we have goats. Cool. Um, I'm going to go there and I'm going to pet a goat and go to farmer's market. It's going to be great. Um, moving right along. I moved here. And what did I want to talk about after that? Hmm. I don't want to talk about the time someone called me a tranny because it made an audience very uncomfortable last last night. And somebody said that joke is too serious. It's like a hate crime and a joke. And I was like, look, look, if you want to call me a tranny, I just need you to clarify what direction like I want to know what you think is going on with me like explain like I have some gender dysphoria for sure like any, anyone else like when I was little I used to pee sitting down in the toilet but backwards because that's how I thought boys peed <laughs> like I had some shit for sure you know and then somebody's trying to tell me that like I look like this and they're trying to tell me that I'm like a male to female I'm like yep I, I changed my whole identity, but kept all my old clothes, Kyle. Like, fuck you for pushing me on the sidewalk in San Francisco. Like, this is supposed to be a queer mecca. What happened? Someone took it away. Anyway, yeah, it's too serious. It's a too serious for comedy. People are, are fragile about gender identity. Maybe I am, like, I'm uncomfortable. I'm like, what am I? Nah, Kyle, figure me out. Um, <laughs> he made me uncomfortable, and, and it's fine. Um, my name is Gaula. Um, cool, what do I want to talk about with that? I don't know. Um, actually, I kind of want to talk about my last name for a minute, which gets less attention. Finman, Finman, Finman. I asked my parents, where does the name Finman come from? Because I'm Jew, immigrated from Ellis Island like four generations ago. Um, 
And my dad's like, well, the guy was trying to say fine man, but he spelled it wrong. <laughs> I don't know what you guys did the first time you got in front of a computer when you were little, but I definitely Googled my name. Like that's okay. Like I was the type of person that the background of my first phone was just pictures of me. I didn't know that that was like a faux pas. Anyone else? <laughs> so I Googled my name and um, a page came up and it was called orkneylore.com and it was Nordic folklore and it was called beware of the Finn man. Yo, it was like the Finn man is a dark, sinister, extremely tall sea creature with lanky sinewy arms who's really good at rowing in Norway and it was this whole <laughs> mythical they were sea monsters that used to kill the sailors okay and then there were the so basically when my great-grandpa came across he was super tall and his last name was Yehuda Levich, but nobody could say that. So the guy called him Finman, and for for four generations, my family was like, oh, the guy at Ellis Island couldn't spell Feynman. And it's like, no, take an eight-year-old. It's like, he was dissing my great-grandfather and being like, that's a huge dude. That's a huge dude. Um, so that's where the name Finman comes from, and I'm still really tall. Um, either it was like, it was like a diss or a diagnosis. Cool, should I get into this? Because my great-great-grandfather died at the age of 35 from something that I have, which makes you really, really tall. And he's like, dude, you're going to die soon. Like, you have the Orkney body, which is like if a person has it, you're going to die. This is crazy. Um, the Orkney people, I'm going to go back in time for a minute because they're so cool to me. This is like the heritage, <laughs> a Jewish person having Nordic heritage folklore. So cool to me. Um, so we... Um, there was the norm, the, 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 the men, and then there was the women. Now, the Finn women would, in order for them not to turn into hags, they would have to climb up on land and steal a man. That is something I identify with. Like, no guy's ever, like, wanted to fuck me. Like, I've definitely been the pursuer. So that, like, felt really, like, close to home. And then... Um, if they don't find a man every seven years, they become more and more like a monster, kind of like the aging app when you like put it through the filter again. So it's like more and more old. And nice. <laughs> and I have some cousins that are like pushing 50 now and they're like lo environmental lobbyists. They're so cool. And they're like, I'm like, not having a man and turning into a hag seems like a great option. <laughs> like, <laughs> woo. Cheers to the bush. Cool. Thank you for letting me talk about my ancestry without doing Ancestry.com jokes. Um, <laughs> fucking no. Um, so I'm a nanny. Fuck, that's not how I wanted to say that. I wanted to say I'm an au pair because that's what my bosses call me. Cool. Do you guys know what an au pair is? Yeah. What is it? You nodded. I take care of rich people's kids. That's why they call me an au pair. Uh, I asked an audience once and this guy was just like, you fuck the dad. <laughs> I don't have energy for that too on the top of this shit. I like I'm from Detroit. Like let's review, you know? Like I'm not like imported from a country where women are bread hotter and don't know their rights. Like get the fuck away from me, rich tech dad. No. No, it's not that kind of situation, but I was changing the baby's diaper and this is why I resonate with you so much, Pam. And uh I was changing his diaper and he peed and it went right into my mouth little pervert penis and then he laughed so i had to like quickly record this shit because he's probably gonna run for republican governor of california one day and i need blackmail and like I, i'm not fucking the dad but is it prostitution is it my me too moment i don't know he's a little pervert and like he is circumcised so no smegma cleaning for me but um 
the cleaning lady did quit today because he pooped in the bathtub and I didn't clean it up. It's like, when, there's just too many people not wanting to clean up the baby's poop. So I clean up so much poop. I, I showered for you guys. I did, I did, I did. Nothing else though. And there's no makeup on, there's nothing. But I, 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 sh I took all the baby poop off, I think. You know, like him peeing in my mouth isn't even like the grossest thing. Like he had, he has like, I found a fungus on his head today and had to pick that off. Like it is so, babies are so gross. I want a baby. Are you sure? Are you okay with piss in your mouth and poop in your face and picking? Okay, cool. Uh, I'm so good with it. Um, but people, when they see me with the baby, they're like worried. Like they're like, you're, you're that you're with the baby. And I'm just like. I think they, there's like, there, okay, so there was this mom and she was, um, had her little baby on her breast, you know, very exposed, which is great. Um, just proudly breastfeeding. And she's like to me, what does this baby eat? He's not with his mother. And I'm like, oh, don't worry. Our Ayurvedic coach has him on a cleanse, you know, just turmeric water. <laughs> she's like, fuck you. I'm like, okay, calm down. The mom, she pumps her breast milk. It's delicious. Um, uh yeah the baby drinks shitty formula fuck that guy um <laughs> it, have you tried formula no. mm. <laughs> anyone in here um you've tried it Delicious. Who, who's, whose formula have you tried uh, he's just fuck i knew he was just fucking with me because that's what he does but i feel like a lot of you have tried formula unless i mean breast milk um, but somebody took it away from you before you were ready, you know, like mom, you know, if you had the breast milk, um, and I just want to remind you before I leave that it is delicious, you know, um, I tried it by accident. I was like sucking on the nipple, not like the mom's nipple, like the bottle, <laughs> Sorry. and, um, the smoothest vanilla latte flavors in my mouth, you guys. And I was like, holy shit. So I started just like drinking, like siphoning off a little bit. And then it just became like a straight up meal replacement. Like Techie Soylent, I was like, this is my this is my shit right now because it's it's just such a sustaining sustaining food, and then um, the moms recently stopped um, pumping, and I was talking to my friend, and I'm like, I don't know where I'm, what I'm gonna do like for my next meal, you know, like <laughs> where am I gonna where's my supply, and I'm kind of tweaking about this, and she's like, why don't you try Craigslist, you know? Uh, you can, there's a lot of weird shit on Craigslist, you know, and sure enough, I go on Craigslist and there's just, there's some moms and they're just kind of like selling breast milk. And I'm like, all right, but these ads were like kind of sad. They were like bootleg side hustle. Let me like take my breast milk from my own child to hustle for a few extra bucks. And I'm like, I don't know how I feel about this like Taco Bell shady breast milk. Like Look, no shame, but like, I live with this family in their big ass house. I buy this woman her groceries. Like, I watch her eat organic arugula that I put on a plate for her. Like, that's my cow. And like, I'm uh, looking for a new cow. <laughs> Maybe gonna switch jobs to, uh, when I see pregnant women on the street, I follow them because I'm hungry. Okay, <laughs> that's been my time. Thank you so much. <laughs> Finman. Now, now I know the truth. That was like Kaula Finman in her TED talk. Yay! Breast milk for everyone. Yay! I've, I really, I love. I've always wanted to milk my own breasts. Absolutely. Uh, you guys want a mad dog to see who goes next? You guys, it's so funny how 
you both look almost exactly alike. We have Wyatt uh, Figrado and we have Rahul Sudhurtsen. And if you could see this on the radio, they look like not the old app, but almost like you just, you guys have like the same look, but just like one something, they, right? Am I freaking out? You guys look like little twins. Do you guys want to like, I feel like, and you both have, you both, I'm so, well, you, and you have, they both have metal shirts on. I feel like you guys should like tag team. Oh, this Dave Chappelle. That's awesome. Well, we'll have, we'll have, we'll have Anne go next. You want to go next? She's raised her hand. I love it. Yeah! Hell yeah. Hey, everybody, put your hands together for Ann Chun. What's up, guys? So, I'm Thai, born and raised. Uh, a lot of people here, when they learn that I'm from Thailand, like to ask me if I speak Taiwanese. Yeah. For people who are giving me blank stares or don't know what I'm talking about on the radio, let me break it down to you, okay? Taiwan is a little island next to China, and Thailand is the only Southeast Asian country that was never colonized by Europe. Yes, yes. We don't let white people fuck with our independence. We just let them fuck us. Yeah. We let them get inside our bodies so we can get inside their borders. Yeah. Another difference, um, a lot of people go to Taiwan to try their soup dumplings. A lot of people go to Thailand to try ladyboys. Yeah. They're so beautiful. Like, I know I'm a solid six for a cis woman in Thailand, but, and, and that makes me a seven, by the way, in San, San Francisco. But in the Thai trans world, I'm a negative one. Like, they're the Beyonce's of Asia. Got perfect lips, breasts, and ass. Um, and what else do I want to talk about? Oh, yeah. I want to talk about parents. Um, so I was thinking about this the other day. You know, if Mother's Day is a day long, why is Father's Day also a day long? Like, hear me out here. If it takes a woman, not, like if it takes a man 10 minutes to do his part to become a parent and a woman nine months, um, then if my cross multiplication is correct, then Father's Day should be two seconds long, okay? Two seconds long, just long enough to say, thanks for coming, Dad. Love you, bye. Um, my mom is a very complicated woman. Like, I come from a very, a family with very strong female figures, yay. Like, when I first heard the term gender gap, I was like, and then I figured I was like, you know, men making, I was like, oh, it's, I thought it, I thought it was the other way around. I always thought it was like women making more money than men. <laughs> um, but yeah, my, I remember I asked my mom when I was 14, I was like, mom, do you love dad? And she was like, <laughs> yeah, she doesn't know how to laugh. I was like, like how a baby doesn't know how to burp. You know, you got a pat on the back. I was like, mom, it's okay. You can be happy. You can express happiness. And she was like, um, if I didn't have kids, I would have loved your dad a long time ago. Um, yeah, my parents are married, but they live in two separate houses connected by a bridge. I call that Asian divorce. 
Yeah, like people who look like me, we don't get divorced, right? Like real divorce, that stuff is for people who married someone they fell in love with. Asian divorce is for people who married someone their parents sort of like, and they just kind of deal with it forever. <laughs> Um, yeah, my parents, they worked so hard to look married. They told my grandma that the second house is for the great-grandchild. And it's believable because that's how far we plan ahead. <laughs> yeah, yay, multi-generational real estate planning. I know what you're thinking. Two houses? They must be one of those crazy rich Asians. Um, two houses in Thailand, not the Bay Area, okay? You can buy a house with, in Thailand with what you pay for an Equinox membership. Like, you're, you got, well, you guys are paying like Chad to tell you to power lift. We're using that money to like help our grandchildren have, like that's what my parents are doing to make sure that I have housing, my comedy doesn't work out. Um, Let's see, my ex is dating an Instagram influencer. Yeah, their photos just blew up all over my Facebook feed. It was like getting farted in the face. Um, and just like left really bad air. Um, and I found a blog post that she wrote um, about their budding romance. And I kid you not, it was 6,000 words long. I went to wordcount.com, it was 6,000 words long. My best friend told me to stop reading it for my mental health, but um, you guys wanna hear a little bit of just, just one sentence. It's really good, I could, have ne I could never write what she wrote. It's amazing how bad it is. <laughs> um, <clears throat> gotta put on my Instagram influencer voice. I made sure to look at each cute freckle after not having seen his face in such close proximity for three weeks. I forgot how forgettable my ex is, or because, you know, I was like, he got freckles? He got, what? Like, I totally forgot that because um, towards the end we were just doing doggy because I didn't really want to look at him. But I was still horny, so win-win. Um, how many I, how many months do I have left? Uh, three. Three. Okay. Cool. Um, I don't use dating apps. It really triggers my anxiety. I feel like using dating apps is like taking the SATs all over again. You know, like which picture do I choose? The one which will attract men, or the one which will show them who I really am? Like notes from my therapy session. Um, and I thought using Bumble would be a good idea because women get to choose. Mm, no, that was really bad for me because I felt I was waiting for college acceptance letters again. I was like refreshing the app the whole time. Like, did I get in? Did I get in? No, I just got into my safety choices. God damn it. Um, but a lot of the good things are happening in my life. I became a citizen last year. Yeah, thank you, thank you. Don't worry, I did not have to sleep with a white dude to make that happen. My uncle did. <laughs> Yay, pride. Um, and I'm still, I, I, really, I really don't feel American yet. Like, I don't understand toilet seat covers. Why are y'all using rice paper every time you go to the bathroom? How is that stuff supposed to protect you from anything? You guys should be using butthole washers. 
okay? Everyone else is using it except for America. That stuff works and it feels good. Like for a country that is so obsessed with anal, how can you guys not be washing your booty hole? Like doing anal with someone who never wash your butthole is like making out with someone who washes their face but never brush their teeth. <laughs> yeah, it's disgusting. It's probably all crusty and shit up in there, like chocolate crisp. Yeah. You gotta get that butthole plaque before the butt plug goes in, people. So kids who are listening to me tonight, your parents never taught you this, but you should brush your teeth and also wash your ass. And I don't mean your cheeks, just, you know, the hole. Get in there, okay? Cool, my name is Ann Chun Harakchot. Um, give up for your host, Pam Benjamin. Woo! Yay, for clean buttholes, yay. You know, they say you are what you eat, and the other day, I can't believe I ate an oil painting. Like, what came out of there, what? Didn't know I ate an oil painting. That was that was nuts. Like your dating material. That was nice. It's so funny. All these apps these days. You know, they say, "Oh, hey, you know, you need to raise the bar. You need to lower the bar. How about meet at the fucking bar? Like, get off your phone and talk to people. How about that? Cool. Uh, all right. Yeah. Hey, put your hands together for your next comedian before he goes back to New York. Is that where you're going back to? Somewhere? You're, you're yeah. in school or something like that? Yeah! Put your hands together for Wyatt Figrado! Hey! Thank you! How are you guys doing? Good? Yeah. <laughs> Everybody excited? It's Friday, right? Yeah? You guys have some good plans for the weekend and shit? You, sir? Yeah, I do. Yeah? <laughs> I don't believe you. Uh, you excited, though? You have a good weekend last weekend? Yeah? You want to know what I did last weekend? I went to a gay frat party for the first time. I went to a gay fraternity party and I passed out drinking. <laughs> yeah. No, that's, that's not what you want to do, Pam. <laughs> that's not what you want to do, you know, because these are, these are gay frat boys, you know? They're immature and shit. I woke up, they had drawn a whole bunch of foreheads on my penis. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> yeah. I don't know, it's just been going, stuff's been going well for me though, I have, I've been doing a lot of like stand up and acting, and I, I don't want to do acting really, I just want to be a comic, that's what I've always wanted to be, yeah, even when I was little, like when I was 10 years old, I used to steal Mitch Hedberg's jokes, <laughs> I mean I still do, but I used to too, and <laughs> yeah, I thought there was one audience, I thought that would work. <laughs> No, no, but I've been doing a lot of acting, and it's, it's, it's all right. Like, it's good, but a lot of the things that you'll try out for, come in. Are you a comic? Great. <laughs> yeah, so I've been, doing, uh, I've been doing a lot of acting, and it's good, but a lot of the things that you'll audition for, I'm doing for you, sir, are complete scams. Like, uh, I auditioned for this role, right? And I thought I had a pretty good audition. Like, I thought that I should have got the part. And then right at the last moment of the casting, after I had had an amazing audition, the director comes to me and he's like, hey, you're cool with full nudity, right? <laughs> and I was like, yeah, but 
This is an animated movie, dude. <laughs> Why are we good, you know? I don't know. I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I wouldn't trust guys, though, if I'm being honest, like, as a general rule of thumb. Even myself. People always think that, you know, they can trust me, when in reality, they shouldn't trust me at all. It's true. Like, the other day, I was at this bar, right? And this girl who I had never met before in my life comes up to me, and she's like, hey, there's this really creepy guy hitting on me. Can you pretend to be my boyfriend so he'll go away? And I was like, yeah, of course. <laughs> like, of course I would do that for you, even though I've never fucking met you before in my life. <laughs> so anyways, a little bit later, I see her there at the bar, right? And there was this guy just aggressively hitting on her. <laughs> so I go up to him, and I'm like, hey, asshole. That's my girlfriend. How about a three-way? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> don't trust guys. That's what I'm saying. I don't know. I'm from, uh, you guys all from San Francisco, I'd imagine, right? No? Okay, no, not Thailand. That's why you live here. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> you live in San Francisco, right? Yeah? I, uh, I'm from Walnut Creek. Do you guys know where that is? Yeah. yeah, that's where like all the rich white people in the Bay Area live. And guys, I had the most upper middle class Walnut Creek suicide attempt. Yeah, I locked myself in my garage with my car on and I realized, ah, I drive a Tesla. <laughs> my life sucks. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm not white though. My parents are uh, they're, my parents are immigrants, and yeah, they they my parents immigrated to this country at 18 years old, which is really young. They moved here with just the acne on their backs. All right, and yeah, no, my parents are immigrants, and I'm like a second generation immigrant, which means I got like all the you know immigrant parent treatment. Like whenever whenever I did something naughty or bad as a kid, my parents would start yelling at me in a different language that I wouldn't understand. Yeah, so every time that I fucked up or did something you know awful. They would start yelling at me in Spanish, which really uh, irritated me as a kid because we're Indian. So I was like, what the fuck, dude? What am I supposed to understand? You know why I could do that joke, by the way? Because of this dude right fucking here. Because well, what are you, my man? Are you like, you're Indian? Oh, never mind. I thought he was half black. <laughs> All right, yeah. No, I was like, I was like, dude, it's because you're half black and we look the same. That's why we, <laughs> I can do the joke. But you're Indian, too. That's good word. My uh, my parents are my parents are cool now though they're cool now finally uh, like we watched that show Game of Thrones together you guys know that yeah we watched Game of Thrones together yeah and honestly it's a bit awkward because <laughs> all the sex but I try to ignore them and just watch the TV show uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I know a lot of people walk in on their parents having sex. I uh, walked out on my parents having sex. I was like, this is it, come on. <laughs> Disappointing. I don't know though, I, uh, I think that the primary purpose of your pinky toe is to periodically check if your furniture is still hard. <laughs> yeah. Do you guys think that a pedophile ever has sex with a pregnant woman, and he's like, this is almost what I wanted. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> Can I do some uh, impressions for you guys? Is that cool if I do some impressions? Uh, this first impression 
is, I don't know if you guys know him, uh, John Mulaney, <laughs> you know him? He's one of my favorite comics, so I'm gonna do a quick impression of him. Uh, to do a John Mulaney impression, it's pretty easy, honestly. You just say something, say anything, and then say that your wife has the complete opposite opinion of whatever you said. That's it, literally. Oh, I'll do it. You just go, I like Asian people. My wife does not like Asian people. <laughs> it's not that hard, honestly. It would have been better if I drank some water. <laughs> All right, another impression for you guys. This is uh, my impression of me if I was never bullied. You ready? Impression of me if I was never bullied. <laughs> what stand-up comedy? <laughs> I'm just fucking around. <laughs> I'm just fucking around. I don't know. Uh, I was going to do an impression of Mitch Hedberg, but that's my in entire act. So, <laughs> I don't know. You know what I tried recently? I tried um, VR porn. You guys know that? Like virtual reality porn? I tried that for the first time. <laughs> Honestly, it was so, it was like really disorienting, you know, because I looked down and I had a white dick. <laughs> and then I took it off and I was at Brookstone in the mall, so. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Did you guys sex? Are you guys into the, the, the sexting? <laughs> Anyone? No, not all? Yes, thank you, Anne. You're not into the dating apps, but she's into sexting. That's my kind of woman. <laughs> I'm just kidding. But uh, yeah, I'm a little younger than you, so is it cool if I tell you like the new sexting things that kids are doing? Yeah. So check it out. Girls want to send their guy a nude photo, but also they want to make him work for it a little bit. So what they'll do is they'll take a naked photo of themselves and then they'll put it into a slide puzzle generator. Do you guys know what a slide puzzle is? Like the nine piece Rubik's cube, but 2D? Yeah. So they'll take their intimate naked photo, put it into a slide puzzle generator, and then send it to their guy for him to do. Uh, but what these girls don't understand is I would jack off to your jumbled body parts before I ever do a slide puzzle. All right, dude, like, like I know how to do it too. It's just if your nipple is in one of the squares, I can finish. You know what I mean? It's not, it's not that hard. Like, fuck, like look, I lost my virginity at 20 years old. And I'm 19 now, all right? Uh, <laughs> that's not true. Uh, <laughs> thank you guys. I'm Wyatt Figredo. Wyatt Figredo, yay! Um, these are caramels that are edibles, um, and I'm just gonna pass them around. And if you'd like one, take one. Are you really 19? I, I'm sorry, but I, I, weed is legal at 18, isn't it? Is it 21? When, when can you buy weed? Is there like a cop here? Like, I, no, no, there's no cop. I mean, there's no, and no, no cops listen, I don't think. But um, these are caramels. They're really, really good. And I think they're like, I think they're like 15 milligrams. They're nothing crazy. So um, just take them and have one, pass it around. Uh, great. Yay. We are all here together. Thank you. I'm still that We've got the audience members. We have... We have three real audience members now, and Jonathan's a person, too, who's not a comic, and three others, so yay, we've got people here, and you're all going to eat weed food, and it's going to be delicious. Um, there's nuts in it. I hope no one's allergic to walnuts or anything like that. 
All right, your next comedian looks exactly like your last comedian. Oh, it's so cool. It's so cool. He's um, super smart and weird. He's so generous and amazing. He's building an app for Mutiny Radio, which is so exciting. Like, he knows real people's stuff. Like, yeah. Um, hey, put your hands together for Raul Sunderson. What's up, guys? Uh, yeah, I'm not the same person who is last. Uh, <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'm really high. I had two of those edibles. Those are great. Yeah, you should definitely take them if you want to see yourself in the mirror. I don't know if this is real or not. <laughs> and uh, skateboard Jerry Seinfeld is here. <laughs> this is great. <laughs> uh, this is great, guys. <laughs> Yeah, weed is fucking wonderful. Pam actually drug tests all of her comics before they come here to make sure they're still doing drugs. <laughs> uh, yeah, weed is great. Uh, I actually like like to steal a lot of my sister's edibles, too. I love those. She takes them for her uh, retinal cancer. <laughs> when I know for a fact that she died two years ago. <laughs> that got dark. I shouldn't have started with that. Um, I'm from Fremont, guys. Uh, that's where they keep all the Indian people in the Bay Area. Um, I'm from Fremont, and uh, who thinks there's too many Indian people in the Bay Area, by the way? Who thinks that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Aren't you from, like, New York? Are you from New York? Are you the guy who's from, are you? Uh, I, my, I grew up here. Oh, so Fremont, no? no. <laughs> <laughs> okay, but, um, yeah, I think, like, the reason there's so many Indian people in the Bay Area is just because, um, you know, like, the white people wanted to replace all the Native Americans that they killed and be like, we called them Indians, too. Maybe we'll get away with it. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> thanks, man. <laughs> um, do you ever meet someone and find out some really fucked up shit about them? Anyone ever? Yeah, I met this person, um, really sweet girl, and um, I found out, like really sweet true story but um i found out that every week she donates to an international pedophile ring it's true um every week and i found this out and um and with her friends in exchange for free therapy and like they have a name for themselves too they had like a group they call themselves catholics <laughs> i did that bit and then it did not uh, go well with the there was a Catholic in the in the audience it was in Fremont I didn't know they still invented they still manufacture those like um yeah okay time of death of that joke is um just now <laughs> okay um all right uh who thinks Bart is inconsiderate I love I took the Bart here yeah fuck the Bart um I saw on a, a sign in Bart um that uh Maximum of 10 minutes in the bathroom. 10 minutes in the bathroom. That is completely unreasonable. It takes me at least eight minutes to load up a shot of heroin before I can proceed to shoot it. <laughs> I did that joke um, like last month or something, and uh, another comic said, you're too thick to do heroin. You need a, uh, you're not going to believe you do heroin. But then, like, uh, I said, well, um, first of all, thank you. I, she called me thick. Uh, I felt like a bad bitch. <laughs> 
and uh, second of all, um, I'm in recovery. I'm in NA. I didn't know Narcotics Anonymous said at Freshman 15. Yeah. And uh, it's been a year since rehab, guys. Or a year, six, a year and six months. A year since rehab. And, um, you know, in rehab, they have this thing called art therapy. Yeah, they make a bunch of drug addicts do art, and it's really good art because they're drug addicts and they have nothing else to do when they're high. <laughs> but, um, yeah, and they knew I was um, a heroin addict because all my art projects were made of tinfoil and uh, heroin. <laughs> First week I was there, I never did more drugs in my life. <laughs> um, yeah, but eventually uh, someone got offended at the rehab. Lab. They said, you have to stop doing this. It's really serious. I lost my father to drugs. I lost my father to drugs. So I told her, well, I lost my drugs to my father. <laughs> it was really suffering there. Um, shit, what else do I have? Um, yeah, I'm really unprofessional with this. I'm really high. Thank God there's no audience here. <laughs> no, three, yeah. Thanks for coming out. We love you guys. Yay. Um, yeah, um, English is not my first language, guys. English is not my first language. Um, yeah, uh, you might have figured out. I don't know. But I found this out. I realized it was an issue, and I wanted to express to my friend I enjoyed myself at your party. It's a reasonable thing to say. What had come out was I pleasured myself at your party, <laughs> which is frowned upon, very frowned upon. <laughs> uh, <laughs> what bits haven't I done here yet? <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, last time I was here, I was peaking on acid and did a 90-second set. <laughs> This is kind of going better. <laughs> uh, how many time? How much time do I have? Uh, you've only done five. I've only done five. Oh. <laughs> I can keep going forever. I'm just gonna ramble. I don't know. We all, yeah, we all love each other. We're all smoking. We're all eating weed in the like the future. It's the future when edibles have been around for a while. I don't know. Uh, I'm off track right now. Uh, um, let's uh, do some new bits. Oh, yeah, you guys. Oh, I wanted to talk about this one. This is my social activist bit for the night. Uh, uh, they're, you know, they're protesting a homeless shelter in Fremont. Like, Bay Area is full of wonderful protests, and they're protesting a homeless shelter not to build a homeless shelter in Fremont, to not have a homeless shelter in fucking Fremont. Like, and <laughs> Fremont's a, like, for a city full of a bunch of Asian kids looking for volunteer opportunities to pad their college resume, uh, they really fucking hate hanging out with the people. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about? Did you pad your resume? I didn't. I was too lazy. Yeah, fuck, fuck people, right? And, uh, you know, Fremont already smells enough like curry. Maybe they saw San Francisco and saw, we don't want the smell of shit mixed with curry. That's not good. <laughs> <laughs> Ugh, fuck the smells of poverty. <laughs> uh, uh, how much time do I have? <laughs> All right. Uh, yeah, I'm at seven. Okay, let's do one last one. Let's talk about the last time I did acid. The, I do this bit before the last time I did acid, which was here. But so this is the set last two times I did acid, but anyway, last time I did acid, how long's an acid trip, guys? Eight hours. Yes, and during that eight hours, you have to pee during that time. And peeing on acid is a lot like peeing while you're sober. You go in front of the toilet, get your dick out, contemplate the purpose of urination and the different colors that's coming out of you for 30 minutes and then release. <laughs> and uh, it's the worst time to realize that your body's made 70% out of water. 
because you're just thinking, I'm going to be here fucking forever. <laughs> All right, thank you, guys. I'm Rahul. I'm not the last comic. I'm Rahul. <laughs> Rahul Sutartsan, yay, yay. I did, I did acid here once. Uh, there were some, back in the day when we used to be able to drink here, we did some crazy shit and there was, uh, there was a 17 year old who decided to give me acid and I was hosting on acid, 17 year olds. And that, yeah, crazy times back in the day. That's why no more alcohol. I, I can't believe it took the ABC that long to find us. I mean, we were drinking on the street. It was like, one year we had a tent outside and I brought a refrigerator and ran a cord through the building and we had a refrigerator of beer on the street and we were just like, whoop de doo <laughs> Love drinking. Uh, you're next. I do, I do. I just, I just love it. Uh, but it makes me, you know, and they say it's a depressant, but then you do it and you're like, I feel so good, but it's depressing the next day. That's when it's a depressant. It's like, oh, I feel like shit. I'm so depressed. Why? <laughs> Duh. I'm telling you five racer fives. Why do they put it in the name? They want me to drink five of them. Put your hands together for your headliner tonight. It's Gene Yee. <laughs> only headliner because I was like, I'm going to be late. <laughs> Let's play Guess My Race. And if you know it, shh, go low. <laughs> Guess My Race. Japanese. No. <laughs> not Japanese, not close, but a compliment almost. Do I have the sound guy? What? Is it Cambodian? That was, no, my face isn't round enough. <laughs> uh, Korean is also flattering because Korean women are the hottest. Am I right? Except for Thai women. Sorry, Anne. <laughs> Not Korean. I did live in Korea and they thought I was Korean until I opened my mouth. And then they're like, you Chinese dog. <laughs> Why was that funny? I'm going to have to figure that one out because I'm shitting on myself. Everybody is like, yes, please continue shitting on yourself. Got it. Good. Uh, I, speaking of shitting on myself, speaking of shit, I'm also from Fremont. <laughs> and every time I see an Indian person in the audience, I want to be like, Fremont? <laughs> but you can't, because that shit's racist. Am I right? Google is like, yes. Yes, you can. <laughs> Wait, actually... Who thinks it's, make some noise if you think it's, think it's racist. Just clap. Make some noise if you think it's racist. Come on, come on, come on. Okay, okay, yeah. Mostly, dang. <laughs> so then how do I work it into, I'm just going to look at the two Indians here. How do I, is there any world in which I could say it? <laughs> yes, my brother lives in Sunnyvale. <laughs> with many Indians. <laughs> but the Indian food is better in Fremont. I'm gonna leave you guys alone at some point, okay? So, <laughs> Indian food is really good in Fremont. Um, I, so, I am Chinese. Um, did anybody get that? Who got that? Yeah, you said it. You, yeah, the other Asian said it. <laughs> but you said it real quietly, like an Asian. <laughs> Thank you for booking me on your show, Anne. So, um, I am Chinese, so I do play an instrument. 
the gong. <laughs> no. Actually, let's just run this like a, I'm also a high school English teacher, you guys. Yeah, can you imagine your high school English teacher doing this in the club? Yeah, am I right? Am I right? Um, so I'm just going to run this like a class and fuck with you guys, <laughs> because why not? Um, so I want you to guess what instrument I play. And if you know, don't say anything, Gula. So <laughs> I only blow animate objects, not the clarinet. The guy I'm dating didn't like that one. Uh, <laughs> piano, piano is racist. <laughs> Violin is also racist. Keep going, keep going. Harmonica. <laughs> Sorry, that was not funny at all. Yeah, folks who are listening on the radio, I just my jaw just dropped, and someone wanted to stick a dick in it. Um, no, but my mom plays the harmonica, and she played in a harmonica band on TV wow. when she was a kid. In what country? Come on, people. It's not China. Fuck mainland China. That was a hint. Yeah, nice. Nice. Hong Kong also fuck mainland China in Hong Kong. Yeah, so no, I don't play the harmonica. Um, I do play the piano. Yes. That was a neat way to circle back around to that. Am I right, other Fremontian? Excellent. So... <laughs> Lost it. Um, might as well do the bit. So I play the piano, but also I rap. <laughs> Wait, sound guy, can you give me some? Chicka, 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 chicka. Chicka, 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 chicka. That's accurate. Am I wrong? <laughs> chicka, chicka, boom, boom. Come on, sound guy. What are you good for? What are you doing back there? Eating edibles and waiting slowly for them to set in? What the fuck? It's been two hours. Something should have happened by now. Eat another. Just eat another one. Another half an hour and nothing. Another one. Everyone has that edible story, right? Make some noise if you've eaten too many edibles before. There we go. That's good. I'm going to try hard to eat too many edible tonight. Will it be too much if I just down it? Awesome. Yeah, that's going to be great. Sound guy, I'm still waiting. Chicka, chicka, boom, boom. Chicka chicka boom boom. <laughs> I've lost everyone but the sound guy. He's like, shut the fuck up, leave me alone. <laughs> and that's how most people treat me. So, um, do you guys want rap in English or Spanish? Spanish. Spanish rap. <laughs> okay, I need a beat, and I'm not sure if I can do it to a beat, but I'm going to try. You guys, I need you to give me a beat clap so that I can rap in Spanish. Here we go. Donde está la biblioteca? Manteca, 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 teca, teca. Yeah! Yeah, there's one black guy in here and I'm dating him, so he can't be offended at that. So, <laughs> tell everyone a little bit about yourself, Bobby. <laughs> okay, he's funny too, but not as funny as me. And I have a better ass. So... <laughs> I was, oh, I know what I wanted to talk about today, body language. Bobby closed himself down. Did you see that shit? Just like, and he put like his hat on his knee. <laughs> so he's like, don't get my private parts. <laughs> What's your name again, sweetie? Wyatt. Wyatt? Yeah. Yes, you closed yourself down too. You're not afraid of me though. I think you just normally sit that way, right? <laughs> That's good. Thank you for opening yourself up, unlike the guy I'm dating. Um, <laughs> and are you cold? Is that why you have the... 
Or are you just like covering your privates? Because that's how we stand, right? Am I right? Like if you're like vaguely uncomfortable? <laughs> and guys especially, I don't know why guys do that in pictures. And this is where you can see me do some fancy mic stand work. What's up? Right, like it's this or it's like a little more cupping. Yeah, does anyone want to demonstrate? White men, can you demonstrate for us? No, okay. Well, that was very white of you, sir. <laughs> awesome. My favorite thing is, do you guys know those people who like stand really big? They're talking to you and they're like trying to take up all this space. Like my dick is so big. I was so sad, I went blue immediately. <clears throat> I am so insecure, I need all this space. All right, you guys want prepared material? Let's go back to that. <laughs> um, I don't know, um, race, teaching, or sex-ish kind of stuff. <laughs> now I learned that pedophile jokes don't go over very well. You have, except for yours, except for yours, because you're clearly a pedophile. No. <laughs> He's what? He just turned 19. How is that edible doing? Oh, that's a, that's right, listeners. He did not eat <laughs> the edible. <laughs> Um, I don't, I used to have a pedophile joke, but I dropped it really quickly because <laughs> it really killed me inside <laughs> to say that joke. Um, I heard, well, I'll go teaching first and then I'll do sexy because that's how you're supposed to do it in a set, right? You don't want to go blue immediately. Am I right? Am I right? Okay, so. <laughs> I don't know if I started my period yet. You guys will have to let me know. So. <laughs> So race stuff, so oh, more audience participation. Aren't, aren't you excited? You, sir, are like faux relaxed. You're like, I'm doing great. <laughs> so do you think I was valedictorian of my high school class? Don't ask your woman who has the right answer. <laughs> Oh, thank you. I was not. You're wrong. So fun to tell a white man he's wrong sometimes. Um, um, I missed it by one class. Missed valedictorian by one class. What class do you think, other white man? Oh, <laughs> that was racist and brilliant. <laughs> I liked it. Wrong. Science. Wayne? <laughs> no. What kind of science? Social science. Am I socially awkward, Anne? <laughs> I am a little bit socially awkward. What do you think? No, but I did lose my virginity when I was 21, which is next year. <laughs> do you want to guess, Bobby? No? Sound guy. Chicka chicka boom boom. <laughs> what class? Wait, you already guessed like 30 times. One more guess. What did I miss valedictorian by? Oh, no. I like that, though. Attendance, no. I was there all the time. Oh, my God. Story time, story time. So <clears throat> I grew a mustache like some adolescent women do, right? And, <laughs> and this was like in high school. And I used Nair on my legs. So one day, I was like, oh, the shit on my legs? That'll work for the mustache, too. Applied it, started burning. <laughs> I was like, nah. Took it off really quick, had a bright red streak across my upper lip. 
it looked like like I had missed with lipstick, is what the girls <laughs> in PE said. And uh, guess who still had to go to school? Yeah, fuck Fremont. So, <laughs> okay, I'm gonna get the light. I'm sweating my ass off up here. I so. <laughs> and that was really good because I need to be reminded don't leave shit hanging am I right boys so <laughs> I missed it by English class but oh my god my English is so good <laughs> I'm like from California and Fremont's great but fuck it okay bye <laughs> Genie, everyone. Yes. I wish you were my high school teacher. It's much more. I actually taught English for a while too, uh, but for special ed. So it was just it was, it was more or less difficult for all of us. I have, I have no idea how that all worked out. I, I that was the thing. You were talking about uh, race, which is exciting. Uh, no, I'll just close it down. I don't want to talk about my ex-husband's small penis. Uh, he was a. I was. I was married to um. I was married to an African American gentleman, and I didn't have sex until uh, we were. He was the first person I ever had sex with. He was the only person I had sex with for 13 years, and um. And then I left him and I moved to San Francisco, and um. I slept with my first white guy, and I was like, "Holy fuck, your dick is huge," and he was like, "No." It's like six inches, pretty standard. And I was like, wow, perspective. <laughs> like, well, it was just when I realized like in racism, I'm like, not all stereotypes are true. That I used to go to parties with my husband and he was my African-American husband. And people be like, his, his dick's huge, his dick's huge, isn't it? All that huge black dick you're getting all the time. And I'm like, yeah, yeah. I'm getting this huge black dick. And he never let me have a dildo and, and we never watched porn. So I had, I, I literally had no idea. I was like, his dick is huge, his dick is huge. And then I sat with my first white guy and I was like, all right. It's a sheltered life. I've lived, I've lived a sheltered life in Walnut. I grew up in Danville, very close to Walnut Creek. Yeah, so. Yay. I understand rich people too. Yay. And I don't understand them. I'm like, you, how come you can't tip? How come the more money people have, the less they tip? I'm like, they're just so good at saving it. It's like every penny counts. I'm keeping it all for myself. <laughs> okay. I think that'll just end on like a Marxist rant. <laughs> like, ah. Um, thank you guys so much for being here tonight. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Thank everybody in the back. Thank you. Thank all the comics. It's always a lot of fun. It's intimate here. Uh, thanks so much for being here. See you guys next week on Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse. Yay, bye.
July 1946, Paris. In the reception room of that palace on the right bank of the river, a hale and hearty journalist heckled for a quarter of an hour a thin man with deep marks of suffering and privation on his face, who had in front of him a small vase of pink roses. Round about were nearly 100 reporters and observers from all countries. Mr. President, you are a communist, aren't you? Yes, the man replied today. Have you been in the resistance? Ladies yes. and gentlemen, Angelo How long? Lamenti. About 40 years. Have you been in prison, too? It was clear what the journalist was driving at. Yes. What prison? Many, sir. Long? The thin man looked at the hale and hearty journalist with a faint smile and said, in prison, time is always long, you know. The reply given in French was prompt, clear, and unexpected. Was it said as a reproach, as irony, or as humor? What is certain is that at that instant, Frenchmen, Englishmen, and Americans in the room were astonished to notice that the goatee-bearded scholar could smile in Paris or in London as well as in Hanoi. It was the unscrutable smile of a wise man whose vision stretched far beyond today. Have you any further questions, journalist? In prison, time is always long. Ho Chi Minh, prison diary. Arrested at Tukvid Street, Abundance and Glory Street. At Abundance and Glory Street, shame was thrust on me so as to delay my journey. I am an honest man with a clear conscience, but I was accused without ground of being a spy. Entering Sing Si District Prison, Old inmates of the jail welcome new prisoners. In the sky, white clouds are chasing the black ones away. White clouds and black have drifted out of our sight. On earth, free people are huddled into the jail. Hard is the road of life. Having climbed over steep mountains and high peaks, how should I expect on the plains to meet greater danger? In the mountains, I met the tiger and come out unscathed. On the plains, I encountered men and was thrown into prison. I was a representative of Vietnam, on my way to China to meet an important personage. On the quiet road, a sudden storm broke loose and I was thrust into jail as an honored guest. I am a straightforward man with no crime on my conscience, but I was accused of being a spy for China. So life, you see, is never a very smooth business. And now the present bristles with difficulties. Morning. Every morning the sun, emerging over the wall, darts its rays against the gate. But the gate remains locked. Inside the prison, the ward is shrouded in darkness. But we know, outside the rising sun is shown. Once awake, everyone starts on the hunt for lice. At eight o'clock, the gong sounds for the morning meal. Come on, let's go and eat to our heart's content. For all we have suffered, there must be good times coming. Noon. In the cell, how lovely it is to have a siesta. For hours, we're carried away in sound sleep. I dream of riding a dragon up into heaven. 
waking and brought abruptly back into prison. Afternoon. Two o'clock. The cell door opens to let fresh air in. Everyone raises his head for a look at the sky. Free spirits haunting the sky of liberty. Do you know your own kind are languishing in prison? Prison meals. At every meal, only one bowl of red rice, without vegetables, without salt, and even no broth to go with it. Those who get food brought into them can sometimes eat their fill. But without help from outside the jail, we groan with hunger. The Gruel Inn. At the side of the road, in the shade of a big tree, a thatched hut serves as an inn for passing travelers. But there's no wine for the guests of this institution. The menu is just cold rice gruel and white salt.
by Black Plastic is a show you're tuned into in this station that's coming to you from the Mission District in sunny San Francisco's mutinyradio.fm. Please keep a listening. Swear 